Where might you find a spot to nestle, to watch and wonder, to listen and feel, to incubate your own being and soothe your own heart? This is cave time, soul song, heart call, life beat, the listening hours. Welcome to Living the Questions. I am Molly Reamer at Bridges Grove with our Creative Spirit Circle. And thank you for joining me on what will be an exploratory journey. I am not sure what shape it will take. I am not sure how many things I will offer. And I am not sure of the exact directions in which we will go. So thank you for being willing to trust the mystery of this unfolding with me and to walk through the questions of this year as they unfold, arise, deepen, and grow. And I have a lot that I want to speak of or share. And I will begin... I guess with inspiration for why I was moved to create a Living the Questions experience to share with others in the first place. And and then I also am recognizing and giving myself space for the fact that I don't have to share everything all at once and all my little quotes and things that I've saved and thoughts that I've had, those can be sprinkled out uh, with as, as this unfolds. And one of my thoughts with doing this class in this format was really to simplify what it is that I'm offering, what it is that I'm doing, what I'm focused on, and simplify the amount of work that I have to do in order to get this into your hands or to your listening ears. And so I'm trying this this simplified approach. And that also means making shorter recordings and so possibly splitting a topic up into several different recordings instead of putting it all into one. Though I also need to hear for myself that sometimes that disrupts my own flow and the ideas that build on one another. So I'm going to leave that open for exploration and discovery and inspiration as well. I'm trying to, I'm not holding myself to any particular expectation, just to exploring the questions of life and living. And Zora Neale Hurston once wrote, there are years that ask questions and years that answer. And so for me, this is a questions year. This is a year of sitting with my own questions, of sharing the questions of life and living, and of turning over and discussing the questions of life together, but also of living through our questions. And when I say that, I'm often referring to the to asking yourself really the question of, you know, how would life look if, and then rising to that occasion, Do how would... If this question, if I was holding this question as primary, what would I do next or how would I act or what would I experience if I was holding this question as primary? So that's going to, as far as I know, that's going to be my guiding approach throughout this this year or this duration of the Living the Questions experience is the, the broader question of what would happen if I held this question, if I lived this question. And so I anticipate asking, posing, exploring a question 
one to three times a month and then having that question shape the week or the two weeks or the month and uh, and the answer to how would you know what would life look like if this question was answered if this question was held if this question was lived through if this question was processed and so I got the the inspirate my primary inspiration comes from the book Comfort Secrets for Busy Women by Jennifer Loudon and I've already quoted this section of before and I've already I've also already used this question in multiple red tint circles that I've held in in real life because I find it so interesting that I keep coming back to it keep working with it keep thinking about it and so in this section of the book she is re- she's actually reading Sue Monk Kidd's book when the heart waits so actually the live the questions comes from the Sue Monk Kidd's book and then Sue Monk Kidd got it from uh Rilke as well so it's it's a it's uh has a lineage. The question has a lineage. So she's reading When the Heart Waits. She opens randomly to a section entitled Live the Questions. And she reads, one way we coax the life of the new self is by living the questions that inhabit our dark night, by dwelling creatively with the unresolved inside us. There is an art to living your questions. You peel them. You listen to them. You let them spawn new questions. You hold the unknowing inside. And at the time that Jennifer Loudon is writing this book, she feels kind of parched, dried up, devoid of inspiration. And so she's she's referred to her own life as a mud flat, like her inner life is a mud flat. And so she's listening to the rain as she's listening to the rain and she's thinking, what would it be like to hold the unknowing inside? What would it be like to just sit with my mud flat of a life? And while I uh, do not currently personally feel like my life is a mudflat, I still, lo- I just love the concept of holding the unknowing inside. And that question, what would it be like to hold the unknowing inside? What would it be like to sit with my mudflat of a life? Or what would it be like to sit with my life, whether mudflat or not? And I think all of us at some point go through mudflat patches or puddles, or maybe we go through rocky terrain, maybe we go through rivers, maybe we go through avalanches, but there's things that we go through. And then there's, you know, rainbows and, and, uh, miracles too and so what would happen if we sat with that what would happen if we sit with our life as our lives as they they unfold so those are the two questions that I'm starting with what would it be like to hold the unknowing inside and what would it be like just to sit with your life whether mud flat or ocean or desert or rainbow and indeed what does your life feel like right now that's another question does it feel like a mud flat or does it feel like a rainbow or does it feel like a waterfall or does it feel like a ocean of possibility where what does your life feel like right now if you were to sit with that so what would it be like to hold the unknowing inside what would it feel like to sit with your life and what metaphor speaks to what your life is like right now. Those are my first questions. <laughs> and 
And then the, the, the guiding overarching question is, what would it be like? What would happen? What would you do? How would you act? What would you say? What would you feel if you were to live those questions, live through those questions? Let those questions guide you. Let yourself unfold into them. Let yourself dance with them, play with them, sing with them, read with them, write with them, feel with them. What would happen then? What would your life look like if you were living the questions? And what answers might you receive by living the questions? So, that was... That's the start. And I do have a couple more things to say, though I realize that maybe that could have been the end right there of this little brief recording. But I I am going to go a little further because I had some other things to share. So the original Living the Questions is Rainer Maria Rilke's quote, I want to beg you as much as I can to be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves like locked rooms and like books that are written in a very foreign tongue. Do not now seek the answers which cannot be given you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually, without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answer. And so... One of the things that I have recognized for myself this year is that I have discerned in this this process of turning over what it would be like to live the questions or what it means to live the questions that I think I have a question of the year for myself. I have a question of the year. So we have people pick words of the year often. I, I've picked a word of the year for many years now. And you li- pick a word of the year and it kind of guides your year. Well, I started to wonder what would happen if you picked a question of the year and lived into that question without the need to find the answer necessarily, but maybe the answer will come. Maybe the answer will emerge. But in general, the question provides the action then. So if you were living this question, what would your next action be? If you were living the question, what what next? What would you do? How would you act? How would you feel? What would you want? And uh, so uh, also uh, Danielle Laporte writes in her book, how you listen is how you live. So questions to me are intimately entwined with listening and listening is my uh, Listen is my own word of the year for this year. So so to me, those concepts are entwined. Both the living the questions is entwined with listening. And when I say listening, I mean listening to my heart, listening to my soul, listening to myself, listening to my body, listening to the earth, listening to the goddess, listening to the world around me, listening. And so my questions of the year and yours may be totally different. And I would love it if you have a question of the year or something like popped right into your head when I talked about questions of the year. I would love, 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 love to know what your question of the year is because I think there's something, there's something here to be played with, to be explored, and to be learned from. And so my questions of the, I have three questions of the year is what do I want? And that sounds really deceptively simple, but, but for me it involves a stillness, a stopping, a pause, and to sit with my hand on my heart and ask, what do I want? What do I actually want? And then 
the real key is is what then acting on that knowing acting on what i hear so the que- so if i was living the question of what do i want my actions would unfold from that in a different way than if i was not living with the question does that make sense i hope so so the next one is how am i listening so what do i want how am i listening what have I listened to? How am I listening? And to that end, I'm going to make, I have been making a daily listen note in my magical journal. I write, I already keep a note about the magic that I experienced each day and I challenge myself to find a magical moment in every single day and I do. And I'm now, this year, I've challenged myself to find a listening moment of every single day. What have I listened to this day? And so how am I listening is the other question that I'm living and that's the way I'm living it is paying attention and writing it down. And then the other question which gets a little more complex and layered is what would happen if I trusted myself and this might seem like an odd question it might not fit with you but it does fit with me and when I say what would happen if I trusted myself it's that I have come to recognize this year or recently not this year but I've come to recognize that I am inherently trustworthy. I can trust myself. I have never done anything that proves to myself that I'm not trustworthy, that I cannot trust myself. Ever. Never. I have done things that have hurt myself by not listening, by not listening and by not trusting. So by overriding my own intuition, by overriding my in- my own impulse, by overriding my own heart, I do hurt myself or sometimes make decisions that I end up regretting or whatever. But at the core, underneath those layers, I have never given myself a reason not to trust myself, not to trust the the listening, not to trust the intuition. And so instead of questioning if it's really the right choice or if I should really do this or if I should really not do that, I'm asking myself the question is what would happen if I trusted myself? What would happen if I went back to that unshakable knowing that I am trustworthy and I am you I can trust I can trust myself. I have never failed. <laughs> myself in that way. I can be trusted. And this is, this requires more time, you know, journaling and unpacking and thinking about, but that's the question I'm letting guide my year. So what do I want? How am I listening? And what would happen if I trusted myself? And the answer often to what would happen if I trusted myself, I would make a different choice. If I was operating from an unshakable knowing that I was trustworthy, I would do something different than what I'm doing because it's then something that I'm doing based on other people's expectations, other people's wishes, other people's wants, other people's questions, other people's needs, etc. What would happen if I trusted myself? Where would I go then? And what would open up for what opens up for me when I when I walk from that place of trust? And it's way different and feels way different than not doing so. And so that is um that's that's those are the things that I wanted to introduce now the years that ask questions the years that answer the living the questions themselves living them now the sitting with the mud flat, mud flat or ocean or river or current or or 
forest of your life and then what are your questions of the year so this is a lot of questions to roll into one and I actually had like a whole bunch more that I'm going to let sit and raise back up at another time and I but I did want to end with a little a little small story a quote and then a little poem and then we'll, we'll consider this we'll consider this enough for today I'm trusting that it's enough for today and I do encourage you to journal your responses I consider can encourage you to comment or reply or post in the Facebook group or otherwise share or you may just want to hold the unknowing inside to sit with the questions and keep them like little little um you know sweet secrets in your own heart until they're ready to be explored a little bit more so I was uh, when we were at the beach recently. I we were, we went on a really long walk that was very, it, it it was cold and it was kind of one of those uncomfortable walks. We we have all kinds of walks. Some are fun and sunny and exciting. Some feel like a slog through the on Tatooine like in Star Wars, <laughs> and that's how we feel sometimes. So this was a, a long one, a very long one going back and. And I had one of the things I had hoped to find this year on the beach was an, a shell called an angel wing, and they are delicate. They're delicate shells, kind of thin, and they're they're hard to find whole. And we find countless pieces of broken ones, lots and lots and lots of broken ones. But I had hoped to find a whole one, and then so enough time had gone by that I was I, and enough days had passed without me finding one. I was pretty sure I was not going to find one. And we were walking, and I told Mark. I've given up on finding an intact angel wing. I think there's so many broken pieces. It's obvious that I'm just not going to find a whole one. I'm not going to. And that's okay. I'll let go of the wish to find a whole one. And so I told him that. And then we're trudging and trudging and trudging and trudging and feeling tired and wind wind whipped, etc. And as I was walking along, I just looked at my hand as I was walking by. And I have my word of the year ring. So the ring itself says listen on it and I'd glanced at my hand as I was walking and I stopped then looking at my ring and I thought what do I need to listen to like if I'm serious about this word of the year and I'm serious about this living the questions then what do I need to listen to like where is the listening that is needed right now and I stood there and then I looked over my shoulder at the place I just passed by and right there in the sand right where I just walked by was a perfect whole angel wing perfect And I then got back to the house and I read this quote from Ann Wilson Schaaf. The earth itself responds to our listening and sends us the whispers that only the practiced ear can record. So may you ask questions and may you listen. Welcome. I'm going to close now with a little poem that I wrote a couple of months ago, and I look forward to sharing more experiences and conversation and questions with you in the months to come. This is called A Recipe of Wholeness. I am part wondering and part knowing, part wandering and part here. I am part wishing and part certainty, part wildness part still. I am part watching and part unseen, part wavering and part firm. I am woven of words and wishes, 
these fragments forming a recipe of wholeness. <laughs>